0: This is a show about facing fear, unlocking courage, and taking action.
1: Courage isn't necessarily a daunting thing.
0: It's going to give you more purpose. It's going to give you more drive. It feels like making a courageous decision is going to get you closer to who you aspire to be. It's knowledge plus faith plus action equals courage.
1: Courage is really just like taking a chance on yourself and believing that you can make it happen, that you have the strength to get it done because we have so much self-doubt. Take the chance on yourself that your body and your mind can get you there.
0: All right, confession to make. Since the pandemic, I have had multiple trainers coming to my house and they have been summoned by me at the push of a button. And no, they're not like actually waiting there at my house, but through the screen found on my Peloton. And today, one of those trainers, and to be honest, the one trainer that, you inspire me, Emma, but like, you got your shit together. Like you keep me on the straight and narrow, which I think you'd appreciate too, is, the one who I've been riding with, I'd say probably even five days a week, 40, 40 to 60% of my time, I'm going to, to my guest. And it's a colossal week for you as your memoir is now out. Congratulations. And I'm joined by Emma Lovewell. How's it going?
1: Good. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan.
0: Thanks for coming on. All right. So look, I figured it's not really fair, especially this week for you because you're going on lots of, I'm sure you're going on the road show, and like, you get put on these podcasts and maybe, you know, a little bit about the people, but you probably don't. And this isn't about me, but like, I don't want this to be an interview. I want this to be a conversation. So like, here's, here's the one minute on me. Okay. Soccer and lacrosse player, non-gardener, mediocre meditator. Okay. Uh, I've never won or entered a lip sync contest. I have done the third floor walk up in East Village. We're going to talk about that. Boy, those are the fun fun days. Um, Oh, yeah. You've toured with the circus. I am one of the only people outside the Ringling Brothers family who has actually named a circus. True story.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay, well,
0: we can talk about that. Okay. Um, You've
1: written a book.
0: You've written a book. I have written a book. we both written a book. There you go. And then I was in the room when the team that came up with the most interesting man in the world came up with the most interesting man in the world, which most people don't know, he's a Jewish guy from Long Island. True story. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you were going to put that in the book. You left that part out. You just left left up?
1: that. that was, well, I didn't want to, like, just in case there were, you know, super fans, they didn't want to, like, ruin
0: oh, his true. image
1: completely, you know?
0: <laughs> and uh, let's see, where should I end? I also spent many weekends in Tompkins Square Park playing basketball over there and, you know, gratefully never got stabbed, which is a huge accomplishment. If you know anything about Topkin Square Park. So we do have a lot in common, you know, I and, and I also know that, you know, clearly I've read the book fully through. It's a great book. It's a cool Mm -hmm. story. And I'm really curious to start like for what can of worms for you came out of like writing the book. Was there something that like, Oh, shoot. Well, wow, I haven't thought about that in a long time. And, huh? Well, wow, I have come a long way since that moment. Let's start there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think writing a book is kind of like going to therapy. I mean, I spent a year and a half, like going back and thinking about all of these stories, calling my parents and being like, Hey, like, how do you remember this? Having really honest conversations with my dad, my mom, you know, showing some of the copy to my mom and being like, is it okay if I write this? And, you know, the, seeing the look on her face after she read an excerpt about her divorce, you know, for example, is like, it was cathartic and, but yeah, I mean, I have come so far. I mean, reminiscing on all the many jobs and terrible apartments I've had living in New York. It's it's really fun and emotional,
0: for sure. Uh, my cousin and I used to play a game in our apartment called Kitchen or the Rest. So he lived in Brooklyn and he would stay on my couch. And the deal was, if you stay, we're gonna play video games, it was a long time ago. Whoever wins gets to decide: Do they want to clean the kitchen or the rest? You never wanted the kitchen. You never wanted the dishes in in, in the sink. Do you see it that way right. too?
1: Right. I mean, no. I definitely had. I had a lot of guy roommates too, and I, I have this story, I have this memory too of this. One of my roommates, he always left stuff in the sink, right? Dishes in the sink constantly. And like, I, I you know, I try to be direct, you know, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. And he just kept leaving them. And, and this is when everybody's on Facebook. I remember one day I just took a photo of the sink with all the dishes on it. And I posted it on his Facebook page and I didn't say anything. I just posted it. And then he didn't say anything to me. And then the next day he posted a picture of a clean sink on my Facebook page. And that was our... Uh, you know, passive-aggressive way of, of <laughs> communicating.
0: <laughs> you guys are great communicators, right? It's just like post. He got the message. He got the message yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I um I felt like my lots of favorite little moments in the book, it was really interesting to learn about your family dynamic. Selfishly, you know, the line that landed with me, and I think it says a lot about me, is you can't hit yourself into change. You must love yourself into into greatness and that's so hard to do. Like where, when did that aha moment happen for you? Is it, or is it something that like, I feel like I have to tell myself things like that always, almost as reminders because we're human and we're messy and things aren't so simple. How did you come to this conclusion?
1: Actually, one of the ways that I, you know, started really focusing and emphasizing the thought that I have to like myself. I have to have a good relationship with myself was going through a breakup in my early twenties. I was dating a guy that I didn't, that didn't like me that much. I probably didn't even like that much in reality, but um I remember, you know, my roommate at the time was like, you're upset way more than you're happy with this guy. I was like, man, thank you for telling me that because that's not how a relationship should be. I shouldn't be like 60% of the time upset. Um, And so I was like, I'm going to break up with him just because it's right. Not going well. I still was like in love and obsessed and and had strong feelings, but I was like, I'm going to break up with him because out of respect for myself. And I remember doing it and then just being like, wow, like I'm going to have so many relationships. They're going to come and go, but I get to live with myself and I like myself. And that's awesome because this guy kind of sucked and like, there are going to be other shitty people in my life, but man, if I can like be okay with me, I get to live with myself. And I'm so lucky that I can do that. And I just remember that being an aha moment for me. That's like, man, if I get... If I can always feel that way about myself, then people can come and go constantly, and um, I just think that that kind of mentality of just like you're on your team, you know, like you should be your biggest advocate, has helped me in in so many ways.
0: I I so you know I for my work I get to do a lot of keynotes, and so like one thing I talk about is how Jerry Maguire, great movie, right? Do we agree? It's a great movie. Great movie three great lines three three hero lines of that movie show me the money I don't no yep. issues there you had me at hello I could, you know, I could feel the goosebumps yep. and mm-hmm. you complete me and I think uh, yeah I, I think you completely completely screwed up our generation <laughs> I I don't believe in you complete me I believe in me complete me yes right right That's I true. think no, I love my wife she loves me but we compliment each other and the more we compromise the more compromised we are and that moment of like oh my god i have to love myself first i think there's like the amount of self-awareness you have to like get to self-care and get to self-love one of the the book the the can of worms from writing my book that came out of it so someone said it takes you 40 years to figure out who you are and the next 40 to be that person and i'm like oh man bam that's it and so thank you for like that line for me when i read it was like yes it's you have to You get what you focus on, which I think you said this morning on one of the rides I was on. (laughs) And here we are, right? Like if you focus on love and then you're going to get love. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of the opposite of love, somebody really stole your badass motorcycle. (laughs) What an asshole.
1: I know. It's heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. I'm clearly clearly teasing the book, guys. But like, what happened?
1: It's very, um yeah you feel so like
0: violated
1: violated totally you're like that's mine like you can't just take that and uh and then yeah ever since then i just like every time i hear a motorcycle in the city i like turn my head thinking that it's gonna be (laughs) and what am i gonna do run after him and uh throw him off the bike and (laughs) be like it's mine
0: (laughs) have you thought about like recreating the stationary peloton as the motorcycle and doing a ride that way (laughs)
1: be a great idea just paint it green and put a brown leather seat on it
0: why is ever crying why is ever crying in a live ride right now it's possible (laughs) uh so i i am a um my brand So i love brand and you know your name is so perfect for like did you always have sort of this live learn love well
1: i came up with it um i think with some friends i feel like maybe we are We were like joking about it at first, maybe in 2015, 2014, I was teaching fitness classes at the time. And I think somebody was like trying to, you know, Instagram was around, but new ish still and like hashtags were a thing. So I think somebody was trying to like, we were kind of coming up with funny hashtags And then I just kind of stuck. And, uh, and then I named it, I have a website called live, learn, love, well, which started out with me documenting me going sugar-free for a month. I was like, I'm just going to try this thing and I'm going to write about what I'm eating and how I feel. And then that turned into now it's a full blown site with tons of recipes, lifestyle tips, shopping guides, um, a lot of stuff on that website and it became my slogan, my saying that I say in all my Peloton classes, and now it's the name of my book. So it's really just following me everywhere.
0: Well, I want to talk about the the journey because there's been a lot of zigging and zagging, and you know, and again, I this may can't come off as cute, but like in some ways, I also feel like it's live, learn, luck. Well, like I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it is make your own luck, right? It is make your own luck, and but the idea that you had done this shoot that just happened to first be peloton and again i don't want to get the book but like and then right. the fact that you when you finally have the opportunity you've got some besties it sure sort of seems like that are the best word of mouth marketing around right it's cody and, yeah. and allie and how did you meet yeah. you met them in other dance yeah
1: in the dance world i mean so i think you know what do they say about luck it's preparation meets chance right so mm-hmm. there's it's not just luck, right? You right. don't just, there has to be, it can be like the energy that you're giving off. The If you are walking around the street with your eyes on the cement, you're not opening yourself up to opportunity. There also has to be a level of your own, you know, your own energy, your own integrity when you're walking around, that you're open for opportunity, that you're open to networking, that you're open to meeting people, that you're taking as many classes as you can, that you're you're interested in what you're doing, you're loving what you're doing, you know. So it's not like I was, you know, sitting in an office and somebody came in and was like, here, do you want Peloton? It's like I was already creating all of these skill sets and interests that created the peloton opportunity for me i think in my head but ali and cody were both dancers and so in new york city the dance world i mean in any industry the, that industry you know can be very small you end up running into the same people you do the same gigs together so ali and i had done gigs together cody and i had done many gigs together and so then they started working at peloton and so when i came in to audition i was so happy to see them
0: you're like wait did you know- did you know they were there? I,
1: I knew that they were there, but I hadn't, Allie and I were still friends, but I hadn't, I hadn't seen Cody in a long time. And, you know, we still were friends, but not, we didn't see each other very often.
0: I mean, and now we're a summer away from the big five year anniversary. Congratulations.
1: Six, six years. It will oh be six shoot. Years.
0: It's August. It'll be yeah. six years. Yeah. Well, what would you do six for years. your fifth? What'd you do for your anniversary?
1: my peloton anniversary yeah <laughs> well i taught uh anniversary ride and that was basically the celebration is that i just i worked more you know <laughs> oh,
0: yeah congratulations you worked more so 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 it'll be six years in august are, are you yeah. um, are you still living outside the city or do you miss the city or you're not i miss
1: the city i i do i moved outside of the city which has been amazing i love being in nature i love leaving the city and just having greenery and you know hearing the birds chirp and everything but i do miss the energy of the city luckily i still get get it because i come to the city to work so i'm in the city three to five times a week teaching and then I schedule dinner plans with my girlfriends. I miss the food in Manhattan, that's for sure. And you know, but but I think it's the, it's a sacrifice, it's a trade off. You you win some, you lose
0: some. Bigger garden for sure. Yep. What do we sure. what's what's on what's on the agenda for the garden this this spring? <laughs>
1: Uh, all right. So I just planted my snow peas. I planted some spinach seeds. I'm, you know, focusing on amending the soil to get it right. I've been composting for the last year. So I'm using compost. It's still too cold out or there's still a chance of frost. So I have to like, make sure that I'm not planting <laughs> things that are going to die. You know, the Northeast, we could have a snowstorm any day, you know, you never
0: really know this is why i now <laughs> live in california uh, all right so there, were just last month there was like a serious article in cnn this is not we're not getting political we're talking about gardening okay the article was like front page though of cnn and it said puttering in your garden just two hours a week could help boost your mood which of course you know while the communal gardening that's proliferating in communities and schools provides social benefits that can alleviate stress and help combat isolation and even dementia, according to studies. It also said a hundred fifty-four pound person burns an average of three hundred thirty calories per hour through gardening. Such activity is similar to the same person would burn dancing or, or golf. I mean, huge love wow. for 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 gardening. Are you are you okay with sharing your, your gardening habits with the rest of us?
1: Um, I love that. That's a big article on CNN. I think that. I mean, you know, gardening's not new at all. But yeah, I mean, have you heard of the blue zones? You know, the areas in the world where people live the longest. There was some study done. There's five different areas, and they did research in those areas where you know people there people are 110, 120 years old, and the commonalities are. One of the things is is growing your own food or, and do it and like having something to do like going to water a garden, like what you know, elderly people waking up and going to tend to flower gardens, vegetable gardens like that improves your longevity of life and your quality of life. I think also growing up or, or, or living with your grandchildren is also one of the things. I think eating mostly grains, vegetables, and meat. It's not, it's not vegan, but mostly grains and vegetables. I can't remember all of the things, but yes, gardening in my mind, like what a great hobby. And also it's so good for you and you are nurturing something. So you're like emotionally invested as well as like physically invested in this thing. So I, I, you know, and you learn this from my book, but I grew up being sort of ashamed of gardening because it was something that my parents did for you know for food and and I thought it was kind of like why do we have to do this why can't we just go to the grocery store like this is so lame and then um as I got older I was just like wow this is this is a luxury and and it depends on the type you know if you're farming you're gardening if you have a gardener there's very there's a lot of different levels of gardening right so now I'm I definitely have have a more like bougie style of gardening than I grew up with. <laughs> um, it's a little bit more for sustenance as a kid, but now as an adult, it's definitely like a pastime of mine.
0: I mean, there's like a few moments in the book where you, you feel little Emma Lovewell and like, and like, I think coming home from school pissed off and your mom's like, go meditate, just go meditate, yeah. please. And then it'll pass and you'd be like, Oh, just give me a hug. And like, and then you, you follow the process you know, it's funny. I think the, you know, obviously this is the courageous podcast. The first time I think we see the word courage in the, in the book is the courage to say yes with kimchi. I believe it is that section. Right. And I just love that. And even like I said, I'm a mediocre meditator. I I try to meditate every day for 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the morning and ritualize it. But the piece of feedback and advice you mom gives, or you give via mom of like, not just touching your thumbs, but visualizing the numbers has been helping me so much. And so you are, I hope you're here. You'll hear it from many other people, but it is making an impact. And my mind just wants to race on all the things I'm trying to do with my life and and all the things I want to accomplish. So like, just let your mom know, like, it really is a good tool. I'm sure you know this already. You should know it's a good tool that's working.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll I I think it's, I'm I'm honestly kind of a mediocre meditator too. I really come and go with it. Like I get into it and then I'll go like months where I I don't. And then I'm like, God, why am I so agitated? And I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) But it's a tool that it always exists. Like you could always come back to it.
0: Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, thumbs, visualize. To me, the numbers are clouds. I love I don't know if you said that or not. I could see the numbers as clouds.
1: Well, there, I say, uh, my mom has a quote of like treat your thoughts like clouds passing by. Don't get too attached to any one of them. So I, do, I kind of picture the the numbers as like they're like a bullseye target a little bit.
0: Mm. My silly brain was probably thinking about sixteen things that said, imagine the numbers as clouds. So like now, like the one is like this nice. Great. I mean, fluffy. that sounds nice. Yeah, it was nice. Totally <laughs> works could have been a lot of worse things and in the spirit of not leaving dad out as a storyteller as a writer i really appreciated his his take on storytelling and you know I, i i moved to california to write movies not live one i never meant to for any of this to happen and so you're constantly studying story and so just my head was nodding through all of his storytelling tips act one act two act three there's a beginning a middle of it an end, and an end even if the story is 30 seconds those elements are in there do you now go seek like when you're about to go you know take us on a journey of a ride are you constantly thinking about okay beginning middle end here's my story
1: I think it's become like subconscious now. So I don't, I'm, it's not at the front of my mind, but in the back of my mind, you know, I've told, and this is all trial and error, too. I think I started teaching fitness classes and I would just talk and I was like, God, that did not land well if I, you know, said something. And I started realizing what works and what doesn't uh, without being trained to tell stories, really. But that's definitely one of them is like, you need to have a beginning, middle and an end. You need to wrap it up. It needs to be concise. You need to have a point. You want people to walk away remembering something that you said and or remembering how they felt about that story. So what emotion is the story portraying? And I think it's helped me in so many ways being able to do that. Uh, Obviously, writing a book, but teaching Peloton classes and being able to tell a story in, in between 30 second intervals and, um, you know, being able to get my message across in, in these, these classes.
0: Is there a, um, I'm sure you've already been, <laughs> I'm hoping I don't get a totally canned response on this, but I'm setting myself up for it. So what's the hope? What, what do you want people to take away from the book?
1: Well, it's two things. I want people thinking about themselves. I want them looking at their own life with grace and optimism and thinking i can make small changes i can live a good life i can be happy i don't have to be hard on myself and then secondly it's a selfish part it's just me being able to share a little bit more myself Um, away from just fitness. You see me on the bike, you see me on the mat teaching fitness classes, and you might have one opinion about me or assumptions about me. And this is a way that I get to share another side of me. Like I get to talk about gardening for like 10 pages, you know, and um, I I like have a whole chapter about my cat. Like, I just think that it's, you know, sort of selfishly being able to show a different side of myself. But within that, that also goes to point one which is hopefully my stories encourage other people to look at themselves in a loving way
0: i do believe that the word selfish gets a really bad rap and like you know i think it's like if you're not taking care of yourself first you know they on the planes they tell you to put the mask on yourself first for a reason right and yeah i i do think that that's part of it is like wow i should be really proud of me and I constantly talk to myself. I don't know if you constantly talk to yourself. Of course. Totally. All right. Let's play a quick game. So this is called rapid fire. Okay. We're going to split it into two sections because I imagine we got lots of Peloton people listening. So first, the first section, you can never answer yourself, even if that's the truth. I'll come back to it later, but like, Okay. Let's get to know your, your fellow Peloton riders. Okay. Your instructors. Who's the funniest? Cody Rigsby. Okay. If there was a marathon, who would win the marathon?
1: Like a running marathon. Oh yeah. I mean, Bex Gentry. She's literally went to the Olympic trials. (laughs) No No
0: question. Okay. That's an easy one.
1: Runs like a five minute, 22nd mile or something.
0: That's like my half mile time. Okay. Who's the most intense?
1: robin robin arzon
0: i can see that um i know in the be- best
1: way she's like our leader she gets us fired up like she's like your team captain that you want before a game like she's like let's go
0: yeah she's the fired up let's go hands up oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this will be hard for you best answer you should see <laughs> this is why i'm like you can't answer yourself you should see the um asterix outside you know- of
1: you know who's an amazing dancer is Leanne Hainesby from London. She has been a backup dancer for all of these artists and performed on huge stadiums and stages, and she's phenomenal.
0: Best cook or chef.
1: Who <laughs> is a good cook? Listen, I love my own cooking, but I cannot say myself, so I won't. <laughs> You know who's pretty good? Um, Rebecca Kennedy. She has some great recipes, actually.
0: Who would be the best roommate?
1: Well, it really depends what you're looking for in a roommate, but...
0: Okay, you're on uh, the road sharing a hotel room.
1: Well, I'll say one thing for cleanliness, and I am... I know and I'm like all my instructors know I'm I'm messy like this is this like confession like my locker is one there's probably like five really messy ones and mine's definitely one of them but um Alex who's our newest row instructor I somebody showed me his somebody was like Emma you need to come see this and they opened his locker just so I could see it he doesn't know this and that he installed shell, extra shelves in there, like with power tools so that he can hang his extra shoes. He installed an extra shelf to his T-shirts are all folded so nicely, one on top of each other. It's the cleanest locker I've ever seen. So if you're looking for cleanliness, I'd say Alex.
0: Okay. <laughs> now, now we're going to move into rapid fire for you. So this is all you. Okay. F- favorite meal.
1: Ramen, Japanese ramen.
0: Best ramen in the city.
1: Maybe Minka in the East Village. Do you ever go to that place?
0: No, but I'm definitely going to go now. Fifth We're, Street is
1: good. It's
0: pretty good. Uh, best lip syncing song to perform to. Emotions by Mariah Carey. Yeah, it's good to know. I don't think you're going to see me do that anytime <laughs> soon. Um, worst Worst time slot to run a live class.
1: Oh, yeah saturday like 3 p.m terrible why who you know why i don't know 7 a.m is great 7 p.m is great
0: but i guess i'm wondering stuff is it is it directly connected to i could see there's seven billion people riding with me versus like 11 or is it more like i don't want to do that ride because it's in the middle of the day
1: both saturday i would love to be off and like doing my own thing if also you know when you have a flight in the afternoon and the whole day you're thinking about the flight that's what it's like to teach at 3 or 4 p.m you don't really you're just thinking about how you have to do that the entire day
0: yeah i like the metaphor by the (laughs) way that's a good one okay so best best time slot and best best day if you had the perfect
1: yeah i mean i love uh I mean, okay, I'm actually not a morning person, even though I have worked on it. So naturally I'd say like noon on a Thursday is great.
0: I I will admit that I appreciated you confessing. I think the one of the biggest confessions in the book that you made. Can I go there? Yeah. Or do you want yeah, to is sure. you're like, I don't like running. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a runner. I yeah. it's like I have to force myself to go do that. I mean, you're an instructor, so I'm sure you feel like, is there guilt with that?
1: Oh, totally. I mean, I still do it because I know it's good for me. And I'd also want to know that if there is like a zombie apocalypse and I need to just like run, I can still do that. So I just like every, every like two weeks, I'll, I'll do a quick little run, you know, just to make sure I still got it. But yes, I grew up playing soccer and lacrosse like you. And so I... And I was pretty fast in my day. I don't know if I'm still fast, but at one point I was the fastest person on both of those teams. So I'm I love to sprint. You throw a ball, I will run after it so hard. I am not an endurance person. I cannot. I think the
0: longest I've run is probably six miles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've done a half marathon, and I just had to surrender. That's great. This is a, That's well.
1: Amazing.
0: This is like. All of this stuff in my head. I'm like, surrender it now. Just like, be slow. Yeah. Don't, judge, don't judge me. You can do this. No. Here we go. And that no. process worked for me. But I'm not, I know there's no part of me that feels I'm a runner. I'm a used to, I'm a used to be athlete. I'm not even an athlete anymore, but uh, all right. So another line that I love from the book was forgiveness is freedom. And why is it so hard for us to. Forgive ourselves. This might seem like a tangent, but I'm very curious. Have you seen the movie The Whale?
1: No, no, I haven't. It's on my list, though. I need to see it.
0: I, I thought so. I had just seen the movie, and I was like reading your book, and forgiveness is freedom, is what came to the surface. And not look if you read so like if you're like reading everything. A lot of people didn't love The Whale. I just thought the. There's a moment where this little girl just wants her dad and I like was very curious if you had seen it and again, uh, read the book and it'll make sense listener on why I felt like you might enjoy that story in that book. How's the, how's everybody getting along these days? I'm curious to the.
1: Oh, you know, it comes and goes. I think, so my brother had has kids. They're my my niece, my niece and nephews, and they're amazing. I love them. And I think once once my brother and sister-in-law had kids, that kind of brought my parents to be a little bit more friendly in speaking terms because they're both these new grandparents. And they're like, look, we got these kids. And then I think after that, they just, they're currently not, not really speaking. I think it's just... They tolerate each other, you know, it's just these, it's like these life moments that like kind of bring us, you know, graduations. It's like, okay, we're all like fine. And then these things creep back, these like resentments and past, you know, frustrations and hurt and trauma, like come back and then, you know, but, but they're, they're both happy independently. They really are like, it's sometimes hard to think that they were even together because they both are so different now and they live um, such different lives
0: yeah i was curious to hear like because you can see where one story is like well we're together and then yeah. it's your relationship with your dad it's your relationship with your mom and by the yeah. way they tolerate each other tolerate is like it has to be on the podium for worst words in the dictionary it's like oh well we to- <laughs> we tolerate each other you know versus well we actually yeah. we like each other you don't have to love each other and but yeah. do, do we like each other so i was curious if yeah. there was a relationship there um since this is the you know, courageous podcast. I mean, you're about to embark on this next journey right? and we get to learn a little bit more about you. Is there something that like, there's like this famous proverb that fear and courage are brothers or fear and courage Mm -hmm. are kin. It's actually a Japanese Mm -hmm. proverb. So as you kind of think about what the next three years of your life, where's the fear for you? Like, what are you afraid of?
1: Well, I will say that even within this book tour, there is a lot of fear there. I'm having some book events in New York, LA at some venues that are huge to me. And I, and I'm like, you know, we could do like a, you know, 50 person little thing, or we could do like a 2000 person thing. And I'm going with the the bigger one and it's scaring the crap out of me. But I'm like, you know what? I acknowledge the fear, do it anyway. I say it all the time. I'm going to do something that i'm totally uncomfortable with i'm going to do more public speaking i have been doing more public speaking i'm going to continue to do that because i think it's an important skill and i want to get better at it i think just continuously you know putting myself out there and reaching a little bit further than i want but because i think that that's really where the greatest opportunities come from and the biggest amount of growth comes from so whether that's television whether that's another book i don't know but i'm just you know putting it out there that if it scares you a little bit it's good
0: oh i always say scaring <laughs> scaring is caring yeah isn't it i mean like no. if it scares you like i even telling like t- tough love is the same way if it scares you it means yeah. that you're
1: it's the same with like sports and activities and, and adrenaline. It's like when I, you know, if I go snowboarding or surfing and it's like a little too steep or a little too scary, I'm like, that's where you learn the most. Yeah. You know, if you're just always playing it safe, like you kind of stay in the same place. And so, yeah.
0: So are you having like the broken record dream where there's like a 2000 person in an auditorium and 11 people show up?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I haven't had that specific dream, but that is a dream that I have. Or you know, what's an anxiety dream that I have is like my high school graduation, and I'm late. Like I don't like I'm watching everybody else graduate, but I'm like running or something,
0: and I I am like not making it.
1: But yeah, that I anticipate those dreams should be arriving any time, any moment now.
0: Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm right. I'm, I'm so happy that I, now you will attribute this dream to yeah. me bringing it up. Yeah really yeah. really setting a great impression Ryan. honestly
1: if, if those 11 people are having a good time that's great <laughs> I, i'm happy
0: a, i really enjoyed the book i i really did like i'm not Thank here you. to pander you i i, I think yeah. there's you know I'm, I'm taking notes and i'm like yeah forgiveness is freedom is is real i guess why is that so hard for us like why why we hold on to so much shit. and i just saw this video going around instagram I don't know if you've seen this and it's like a professor and he's holding a glass of water and he's like how much the, how much does the water weigh and like their kids kids are guessing eight ounces 12 ounces yeah. he's like yeah but if i hold the water for an hour right. what my arm gets tired he's like this is mental yeah. health this is what we're doing yeah. to ourselves so
1: yeah.
0: why is it so hard for us like to just forgive and let it fade away
1: I was talking to my coworkers about this the other day, just about how, you know, mental health and also social media activity, like we get negative comments every once in a while. And then we get, you know, you get 199 amazing comments, you get one negative comment, and that's the one that you're thinking about. And, you know, there was some, there is some element of your, it's fear and you're protecting yourself. It's your, you know breeze flight response that's you're like how how do i protect myself from danger and so i think like remembering that that harmful comment is like you're trying to maybe protect yourself that's that's you know in my brain that's that's kind of makes sense because we we do we just like really latch onto it and we hold on to it and we just just think about that constantly even though there's so many other nice things to think about i think it's just like practicing training myself to acknowledge that okay that was hurtful it did you know i did read it it was there but also it's not true like let's look at the facts here this one thing they're saying this person does not know anything about me i i wouldn't even want their feedback. If I met them, I wouldn't ask them for feedback. So why am I listening to what they have to say? Where then I have all these amazing, you know, comments and and people who have real life knowledge who actually know me. And I'm like, those are the people I want feedback from or my actual friends and family who love me. Why I should be listening to them. So I think similarly it's just like when we hold on to that negativity, it's like I think we think we're protecting ourselves, but we're actually in the long run hurting ourselves we're holding that water for way too long yeah and it's just acknowledging it first I think and knowing that like it's not going to be perfect you're not going to be like perfectly able to forgive somebody immediately it's going to take time and hard conversations and a lot of awareness and and practice
0: well I also think like forgive myself like start with me like we're back to the top it's like forgiveness yeah. is freedom it's like okay I'm a perfectionist that there was no perfect 10. Like, why am I driving myself mad on this experiment called life? Although I will say those anonymous comments that come in, do you feel how often now, I mean, it might as well you're walking by somebody on the street and they think they know you because they ride with you. Yeah. And now they know even more about you because of of the book. Yeah. How yeah. How often is that happening? You're like, Emma, what's up?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do get recognized quite a bit, depending on like the environment I'm in, airports for sure, you know, cities for sure. But yeah, I mean, opening up myself like this, so to have people like really know me, like they already think they know me and then reading my book, will they'll, they'll know me even more. You know, it, it's a risk, high risk, high reward, I think.
0: Yeah. Again, and to me, it's, if you're risk averse, you're courage averse. Yeah. Right. I mean, if same conversation, same mentality. All right. Take us home when it comes to courage. Let's say you're on your bike and you've got like 7,000 people in the ride. It's a courage ride. All right. And we're like, we're 13 minutes in on a 30 minute ride here. Okay. We got, we still got a ways to go, Yeah, but this is a, here's a moment. You know, there's a little moment where there's a nugget of truth coming. What, <laughs> what, what do you tell us?
1: Well, you know, those moments are very organic because they're they're I'm tapping into what I'm experiencing. I'm tapping into the music that I'm listening to, the movement that I'm doing. Am I what does it feel like for me? Cause I'm riding with you. I'm personally on that hill. I'm personally in that challenge. So I kind of say what I would want to hear in that moment. And I think when it comes to courage is really just like taking a chance on yourself and believing that you can make it happen, that you have the strength the willpower to get it done because we have so much self-doubt but it's really just like take the chance on yourself that your body and your mind can get you there like you have the tools that you need already to get you through this hardest the hardest part And and the difficulty the the discomfort doesn't last forever it's short so like just push through and know that there's another side
0: when you say that, are you talking about the ride or life or both?
1: All of it, you know, all of it. It's so applicable in so many ways. And I say that in class, like what you do in here, you can do out there. You can get through this 13 minute hill. <laughs> you can get through a challenging conversation or a challenging moment at work or a loss or, you know, health scares. There's there's so many things that we all go through that are challenging. It's... Nobody has an easy, completely easy life. No matter what you may think from the outside.
0: Final question for me, and then I'll give you your life back. Do you like when you think back on the last almost six years? Are you like, holy shit, like that? What a ride! I mean, bad night, and that's not written down as an intentional pun, but like, can you believe all of it? This the way Peloton's been a rocket ship, and what it's you know, the fact that you get to play a role in all of this.
1: Yeah, no, it's really hard to believe. And I, I do reflect on that quite often because it's, it's astonishing. I would have never known, you know, when you ask a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like there, there are jobs that don't exist. There are things, there are types of people and and activities that don't exist yet. So I would have never been able to say, I want to be a Peloton instructor when I was a kid. That just never existed. But (laughs) I think like what I did was I just like continued to follow my passions, I love movement, I love dance, I love sports, I love music and I just followed my interests and, and what I enjoyed spent how I enjoyed spending my time. and but yeah, thinking back the amount of times I I worried about being able to pay my next bill or you know worried about my family or or myself and just to know that I'm I am where I am, like I spent so many years stressing
0: too. You're not alone. That's New York for yeah. you.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, but, it's awesome. It's awesome to see you on the other side. And yeah, you know, I think there's three types of people in the world, people you gain energy from people that drain your energy and people that it's a maintain on energy. And I don't think that's a great place to be either, frankly, that it's just even. And for the last three to four years, I mean, riding with you, you, you give me energy. A lot of your Peloton, partners also give me energy but i i want to thank you thanks for like opening up yourself to let us see who you really are and have an awesome month enjoy the the tour and maybe thank come back so when you're going to write book number two or whatever
1: yeah, yeah be, totally.
0: come back on the pod and, and let us know how it's all going
1: love it thank you so much for having me it was a great conversation and great getting to chat with you and learn more about you
0: too. we'll knock the one of the we'll knock a ball around when i come to new york next okay <laughs> sounds good <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Courageous Podcast. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. See you again next week.